which really sucks because it always makes me remember that I have ADD, ADHD, manic depression, and anxiety disorder, and OCD. So you can see how it is, man. I stay up very late at night uh, thinking about these things. Um, uh, I don't like, uh, one of the things I really don't like is like lies in broadcasting. I want to be a truthful person in broadcasting and tell you the truth. I can't stand when people lie. I felt like I got lied to by the water company, Smart Water. I drank it for uh, Smart Water for two weeks straight, nothing but Smart Water, and I still can't do uh, level one algebra. So I'm like, I'm really, really angry about that. So damn you, Smart Water, for, for doing that to me. Um, uh, something I was thinking about was death. <laughs> That's where we'll start from. Death. Uh, not so much death in itself, but it's like, I was no, I, I, I just, I noticed that when pe- people don't say death, they don't say it on TV and they don't say it to each other, like in just a regular conversation. They, you know, which I think is really arrogant. You know, it's the most arrogant thing of people to say, to not be able to say death, say I'm going to die or when I die or at my death. You know, what they say is, if something ever happens to me, if, you know, it's like, what balls, what balls to have in the face of God? You know, if, if something ever happens to me, which I'm sure it won't, because I'm sure that God will just take me while I'm still living like Elijah. So, uh, but, because I'm such a very good man, but if, if something ever happens to me, I just want for you and the kids to be okay. You won't be as okay as me because I'm pretty, uh, pretty, you know, incredible person. But uh, if uh, if I get hit on the head with an anvil, then uh, I want for you and the kids to be okay. Yeah, I do, I do, I do believe that people still get hit on the head with anvils. I watched a lot of Warner Brother cartoons when I was a kid. Yeah, she died from uh, getting hit on the head with an anvil. People don't have a problem with that, you know, when it when it deals with somebody else. People have no problem with saying, oh, yeah, that person died. Or, yeah, she was hit with an anvil. She was walking down the street. There was some guy who pushed an anvil off the top of the building and killed her. Six person this week. It's the anvil killer, you know. Uh, they have no, no problem about that. But when it comes to them, yeah, look out for those anvils. So, you know, if something ever happens to me. <laughs> let me get, hey, look, it just, I just want you, especially in the commercials, even in the commercials, especially in the commercials, for like life insurance, honey, if something ever happens what balls you know what what incredible balls you have if something ever happens Uh, let me let me tell you i guarantee you something is going to happen to you i guarantee you so please stop saying if something happens to you because it is going to happen to you you will die um uh probably from being hit in the head with an anvil uh, so uh, that's just a, another thing. Um, I'm here going through my uh, my my journal. Uh, oh, I think that that was everything that I had in my journal that I was like thinking about today. Is like that was on my mind today. I don't know why. De- I do know why death was on my mind because I was I was watching the uh, the news and there's still that that terrible mess going on over between Russia and the Ukraine, you know, which made me think like, wow, like out there in Russia and the Ukraine, there's no, it just made me, you know, there's no black people there. There's no Mexicans. There's no Asians. Nobody's there but white people. White people still find a reason to hate somebody else. So cheers to you guys. Uh, it's amazing to me in a place where, where there's no black people, Mexicans, Asians, <laughs> white people will still find a reason to, to hate you and think that you are below them, even if you are also white. Uh, hmm. That's mean, huh? <laughs> That's a mean thing to say. Isn't it? I don't mean that to every single white person, just to a lot of white people in a lot of places. Um, there's nobody that can tell me something different. I mean, my God, take a look at the news, which I don't. I don't really look at the news a whole lot anymore. Um, uh, I, I do actually because I I just started to again for a while. I took a long time off from looking at the news 
because, and a lot of people did. In fact, pretty much everybody I know stopped watching the news, stopped looking at it on their devices. Like people just cut it out, you know? And I was cool with that for a long time because it just made my life it was so much simpler. And then I started to think, but wait a minute, what if, what if that's what they wanted? You know, what if they're trying to like sneak things back like into uh, the country, into the United States, into the Constitution? Like, you know, let's make slaves out of those niggers again. What do you think? Like, you know, it's like, you know, we wouldn't know because we don't watch the news. So we would never know because uh, when laws are made, people know about them because they're first played out on the news. They, they tell you what's going on. And then, you know, it all happens and then it's too late. You know, so I say, I say I'm still for one of those people that doesn't like watching the news. Still for that. But uh, I still think, but I think that uh, we should watch it, but we should wait till like, instead of at 11 o'clock when it comes on, we should wait till 11.15. You know, get all the really bloody stories out of the way first. And then when you start talking about all the real shit, like we'll catch up like right then. We get in at 11.15, out right before sports. And then we'll know what's going on. Because right now, like, no one's really watching. And like I said, you know, it'd be like, we're going to get some slavery back going here. And uh, that's going to be, that's going to be good. Good for the economy. Sales of whips will go way up, you know. They'll be playing, like, songs on the radio all the time from Devo. Whip it good, you know. <laughs> come on, come on, see you whip. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so let it whip. There'll be a, be a lot of whip songs that'll be going on. You should have played that. You could have played that. You could have played that while I was doing while I was doing Let It Whip. So let it whip, whip it, baby. Child, whip it right. Let it whip, whip it, baby. Whip the niggas all night. You know? And we'll be hearing that on the road. We're like, wow, that song is real popular. What happened? I used to dance to that song. Because so I'm saying, like, we should watch the news, but don't watch it till like 11:15, so we can see what the motherfuckers is actually doing. You know, because they turn you off, they turn you off on purpose. You know, they got they turn people off on purpose. They say, you know, you know uh, uh, everything is like bad and bloody, like right at the beginning of it, and then like around 11:15, they're like, yeah, we're gonna put all the niggers back in uh, slavery again, and uh, we're gonna get that going. And there's nobody there to watch. There's no one there knows. You know, because everybody's not paying attention. If we, but if we get in at 11.15 rather than 11, we'll see that shit. And then we'll be able to, like, make, we'll be able to stand against that. At least some of us will stand, will stand against that. Some, some others will, uh, will be down there cheering their asses off. <laughs> They'll be down there cheering their asses off. Yeah! It's about time! <laughs> oh, well. oh, that would be so sad, man. That would be so sad. Um, mm, I shouldn't drink and talk. Uh, on the show tonight, we have Don the Dragon Wilson. That's my man. Uh, 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 champion fighter and also movie star. And it's friggin' Super cool. I know that uh, a lot of people will contact me asking, when are you going to have Don on? When are you going to have Don on? I'm going to have Don on tonight, okay? So stop writing me asking when I'm going to have Don on. Don is on tonight. He's on tonight. So that's going to be a good time, man. I got to be careful, though, man, because I didn't, I, about my questions to him, whatever that goes, because I do not want to get knocked the hell out, you know, <laughs> in this interview. I want to keep it going, keep it going. Um, so uh, I think that that was it as far as like anything that I want to do at the beginning. Like let's uh, so let's take a commercial break real quick, and when we come back, we'll have thoughts from the middle, and uh, take us out of here into that first commercial. Okay.
chat room. We'll be right back. So, uh, welcome back. Uh, my first guest, he is the kickboxing champion, world champion, action world champion, movie star, and the lover of black television hosts. Everybody, Don the Dragon Wilson. You can tell how empty the studio is. It's just, it's very quiet. He said, we wanted it nice and quiet. You came in on the night where I wanted it nice and quiet. So I could just talk to the audience, but that's good for you, though, right? Yeah, yeah, easier for me. Because we've, because we've, uh, we've known each other for a while, and yeah. we always like having like good conversations that lead into all kinds of areas, man. <laughs> you know, but uh, tell me what's been going on with you lately. Actually, wait a minute, hold on. Let me ask you this, because I've actually always wanted to know this. I've never asked you. Um, how did you get the, the name The Dragon? Uh, that came from the style of Kung Fu I studied. I studied the White Dragon style of Kung Fu. And um, I fought the first professional kickboxing match in the state of Florida, which was in 1974. It was my first fight. And um, I, I, I'm not known by The Dragon, but I did study the Dragon style of Kung Fu. Uh. The ring announcer comes in the ring and says, hey, what, are you, what is your fight name? To get everybody's fight name. And I didn't even know what that was. And I said, well, what do you mean fight name? And he said, you know, like uh, Smoking Joe Frazier, uh, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. He listed a bunch of guys, and I said, oh. And then I thought for maybe five seconds, and I thought, well, style of Kung Fu, Dragon style. I said, Don the Dragon Wilson. And I tell people to this day, be careful what you say, because it may follow you the rest of your life, which it has me. It, <laughs> it was my fight name for 28 years I fought as a kickboxer. And then when I d did films, uh, my first film was in 1982. Why are you getting ahead of me? Oh, oh, don't well, start getting ahead of me, man. Well, that, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, all, I'm still on the fight listen, game, and you're I, all like, I, I, I'm the world champion. It was 2037. <laughs> world champion <laughs> kickboxer, world, world champion talker. Oh, uh, yeah. Come on, baby, stay, stay with me right here. This is me and you. This is me and you. So, okay, uh, if I had a fight name, I think my fight name would be. Ouch! Please stop hitting me. That would have been my. That a bad, I well, I don't let him hit me. I don't let him hit me. Do you think that that would have worked for me if I had, like, a name like that? Uh, no, there's not a lot of sympathy in the fight game. Really? No. You think that, like, for... Bobby, please stop hitting me. Ow! Freeman! You don't think that that would have scared anybody? Uh, made no. made him feel at least a little no. bit bad for me? No, there's if not a lot of... Limping? What if I came in with a limp? Oh, they'd be, they'd be happy about that. As a matter of fact, if you're limping on your left leg, now they know which leg to go for. It's oh. just the opposite. You know, okay. I, there's a lot of opposites in the fight game, though. Like when I knock people out, everybody cheers and pat me on the back. Oh, great punch, great punch. Uh -huh. But when you think about it, that's normally illegal in, in normal life to knock another human being unconscious. Uh, not is, in the areas I come to. But um, <laughs> that's true. There are places where it's probably acceptable behavior. But generally, I, I had a profession that really um, was kind of dangerous for my opponents. You know, I, I apologize for, you know. That's right there. That's that right there. Man. That's ego right there. So, you, know, I, yeah, you know, I was dangerous to my opponents, you know. I was knocking them out every day, every five, ten seconds, you know. <laughs> ego. I love it, man. Yeah, that you know, in the, well, fight, I mean, no. in the fight game, it's a necessary ingredient. Oh, yeah. If you get in the ring thinking that, well, I'm not as good as him. I thought this was chess. What are you doing? No, I Well, get you've got to it. be thinking positive. You, gotta, you have to think you're the champion before your opponents think it. Mm. Mm. Right? I take on that like yeah. I do. Being so. an amazing lover, I always think it first. And usually I'm alone. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> the, so let's talk about what the beginning was. Like, how did you even get into that uh, where, you, where you had an interest in actually learning even before you the knew you were going to fight? But just learning. Well, my brother was a black belt before I had ever studied martial arts. Ah. And um, I came home. I was in the Coast Guard Academy at the time. Um, and I came home on a vacation. And my brother, we used, to, we used to box with each other when I was younger. He said, hey, let's box. And he said, uh, you can box and I'll 
throw kicks because he was a black belt. And I, I really didn't think that somebody could lift his leg up and do any damage to me. Uh, you know, I, I never sparred a martial artist. So, so I remember this. Movie? I remember, but no, you well, the Kung Fu movie? I didn't believe in any of that I stuff. Knew, I knew that somebody could kick <laughs> being the teeth and knock my teeth out. I knew that. I, I, I got taught a lesson by my brother. Yeah. I, I, he made a believer out of me. He kicked me all over the front lawn of our house, and this is 1972. So when I went back to the academy, I, I looked up and I found out they taught martial arts at the Coast Guard Academy. They taught a style called Goju, Japanese karate. And uh, my brother was a black belt in Kung Fu. So um, when I came home from the academy, I studied Kung Fu for my brother, and um, that's how I got the, the white dragon style of Kung Fu and the nickname the dragon. Now, you know, you said uh, you were talking different styles, what the mm -hmm. Coast Guard was teaching and what your brother was yes. teaching. What's the difference? Yeah. Between well, well, first of all, the major difference, one is Japanese karate, mm -hmm. and the other is from China, is Kung Fu, okay. they call it. And those differences and are? The, the, the differences are, uh, one is called a hard style, that'd be the Japanese. Everything looks very sharp and powerful. And then the Kung Fu style, everything is more flowing and smooth, but, but, but it, it, is, it has power as well. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I was the first Kung Fu stylist to win a world kickboxing title. Wow. So it's not common, but um, yeah, uh, nowadays nobody talks about Kung Fu guys like they can't fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's on everywhere you can see it. Yeah, it's well-respected. Massacring people. Well, all our leading action stars Martial art ones are kung fu styles. Yeah. Jackie Chan, yeah. Jet Li, Chow Yun Fat, uh, you know uh, Donnie Yen. These are all Chinese kung fu stylists. And um, yeah, the dogma of the day in the '60s and '70s was uh, kung fu guys can't fight. But I, I kind of put a See, now I stop thought that, that. that people would have been like, well, after seeing Bruce Lee, man, they would have been like, shit. You think they would have learned their lesson? Yeah. Dudes can because, fight. well, he. Beat the hell out of you. Look, he never had a pro fight, but the, here's the thing. Um, his philosophy, he's like Einstein. Yeah. Einstein didn't go out and, and make a bunch of stuff, he, but in his mind, he just sat there and figured out how the universe works. And Bruce Lee figured out in the days where, where he. 60s and 70s, he died, I believe, in 73. But in his day, the, the, the worldwide dogma was study one style and one style only, and your style is the best style and all the other ones are, are bad. He said back then, study all the styles. He was the first mixed martial artist that popularized it. And you know the gloves they use today, the UFC, the people thought they invented them, they're called Jeet Kune Do gloves. That's what Bruce Lee had. You could, when he sparred, he grabbed and he punched but it was like a boxing glove in the front so you wouldn't hurt people. Oh, that's what He that invented was. it, yes. You know, yeah, I saw it in the movie, so, yes. I, I, didn't, I never knew. The, he invented that. those. They didn't have it. They didn't have a glove that you could punch and grab with. And he. And now that's what they call MMA. Oh, I need to have a so, those for my wife. He, uh, <laughs> he's our version of Einstein. That's, that's what I like to tell people. In the martial arts, Bruce Lee was like Einstein. Okay, right on, yeah. man. So now now you've studied it. Tell mm -hmm. me about that first fight, man. Like, how does, now, how does it go that you're just practicing this to actually going and competing? Well, here's the thing. You know, the, the first time kickboxing, which they called it full contact karate at the time, came to America was in 1974. And the first fights were here in California. And when my brother watched it on TV, I believe it was probably CBS, maybe NBC, but anyway, he watched it on network TV, and he wanted to promote the first fights on the East Coast, which would be, we live in Florida. So we're, we're talking bi-coastal here. LA had kickboxing, and my brother wanted Orlando, Florida to have first kickboxing in Florida. So he asked me, he said, would you fight full contact, they called it. And I said, yeah, if you promote it. Because doing point fighting, which is what existed in America and around the world, was like doing touch football. And putting on gloves and knocking people out, that's like NFL. Right. So which one would you rather do? You know, I, I, I would rather I'd test rather, myself. I'd rather play uh, flag, man. <laughs> no, he'd rather do the video games. Yeah, man, <laughs> the, the Tom Madden video game or whatever it was. Well, yeah. John Madden. I can't, um, I can't win on any of them, not even the video game. Well, and it hurts. The video game actually hurts me as well when I get hit. Here's what happened in the fight. There was no athletic commission back then uh, supervising kickboxing. And they didn't even call it kickboxing, called it full contact karate. Um, a week before the fight, I break my hand. Mm. But I, I didn't think of, well, I better cancel the fight. And I, I said, no, no, I just have to wrap it up and I'll just fight with a broken hand, which how, is what how I did. You, how'd you break it? Um, well, I, I, 
I've never told Come anybody on. this. Oh, now here we go. I've never told anybody now here this. we go. Tell me. Let's hear this story. I got in an argument with somebody. I got mad, and I hit a wall. Now, the wall versus the hand, and it broke my hand. And um, How was the wall? The wall is fine. The it's still there still as far okay. as I know. The wall is still but, okay. Um, yeah, Everybody I, I, calm down. The wall's okay. I, I, so basically what happened was I lost my temper, hit a wall, and um, uh, a week later I had to fight. And I lost the fight. So I lost the fight and rebroke my hand, by the way. In the fight? Yeah, rebroke re it. And then I went to the hospital, and it cost more than I got paid. I got paid $100 for the fight, uh, which in my mind was... Great yeah, money, because money. before yeah. that, to compete, martial artists had to pay to compete. Right. It cost me money to enter these karate tournaments. But my brother promoted it like a boxer would promote it. You know, we had a main event. And I'm not even sure if I was the main event. You know, even as my brother, I'm not, because I had no fight rec reputation, right? I wasn't a world champion. I was nobody. I was just a guy getting in the ring. Yeah, yeah, I, that's right. The heavyweight fights were the, the main event. The I was not. you're hearing uh, is Don's brother. Oh, yeah, that's my brother. He's who is uh, in the studio. We do have a studio audience. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's only a couple of people here. Right. We kept it, we, like I said, we kept yeah, my it. My brother lost the fight and broke his hand and went to the hospital. Yeah, so I lost money as well, is what I'm saying, is because I had to pay for it. They, there was no insurance for, in those days. Afterwards, because he loved it. So I did love it. I love the experience. The experience. I, you know, I, I understand yeah. that. Because yeah, it, the, because it was I exciting to me. Getting up on stage and doing stand-up. Drilling Rush. I just completely bombed, and the only thing that I could think of as I was like, you know, dragging my sweaty self. You off couldn't of the wait stage, to get back on there. I can't wait to get back up there. That's the analogy, I know man. I can get them if I get back up. You there. know exactly how I felt. Yeah, then. exactly. I wasn't good, but I realized next time I'll do better. I'm still not good, and I'm still no. just. <laughs> next time I, you'll do I'm better, still, though. But, I mean, if you've watched this show, you know I'm still working actually yeah. to get to understand how to do this job. So. Well, you there, everybody. Listen, I every, broke my every artistic, I broke my, I broke my tongue, and so every artistic endeavor is that way. We keep striving to be better. You have a guitar player over there. I bet you he he tries to get better every day. He, he wants to play better, and 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 we, that that's an art form is expressing yourself. And uh, martial arts is the same way. We call it martial arts, not martial fighting. <laughs> martial fighting. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound We're cool expressing ourselves. Yeah. Basically. What, what, let me ask you a question. What is, when they say martial arts, what's mm -hmm. martial mean? Well, the original thing was these guys were fighting to defend themselves. In the, I'm saying in the, in the Orient, it started in the Orient, and um, the Japanese, the Samurais, the ninjas, uh, the, the Kung Fu fighters, it was for self-defense. Mm -hmm. They were fighters. And um, when you reach a certain level, because they had rank, you know, you're the beginner, you're white belt, and they got to the black belts. Then you become a teacher. That's at your level. You're now you can teach others, because um, uh, there's a, there's a lot of um, uh, responsibility to, to to become a black belt when when you're teaching other people. If you don't teach them to tra tradition, what you're built, making is a bunch of bullies. Mm. You're making people who enforce their will on others through force. Right. But we teach in the martial arts. You only use your martial arts for self-defense. Right. Or to defend others. Like if, if I was to walk down the street and I see a little child being abused, I'm going to decapitate somebody. Yeah, where were you when I was a kid? You know, well, <laughs> you probably would have taken lessons and you'd take care of the problem yourself. But um, Well, let me ask you this. Okay, yeah. so now uh, you had had your first professional fight. When did it get to where you had, like what was the beginning of you having a name? And you know all of the all of the big fight stuff that happened well, to you. I didn't remember now. I, I just did this as a fun thing. I was in college at the time, mm -hmm. so um, at, at some point, and I'm I'm not exactly sure what year, because I had a couple of other fights, and I still did karate tournaments, and I was still studying martial arts. But before I go went pro, my brother made a decision that um, he wanted to be a promoter, and he wanted, of course, you got to get a world champion, because that's what draws the audience and the TV money. So. Uh, he asked me if I would want to try a career as a fighter. He would get investors to invest in me, and then my fight purse would go to pay the investors back their percentages, and I could quit working, quit school, and um, become a full-time fighter. 
And I thought, oh, I mean, I'll do this and try it for maybe a year or two. 28 years later, I was still doing it. I was still kickboxing. So I, I did not say I'm going to become a world champion. Look, if I had said what my career was going to be, people would have thought, uh, they would have insulted me because they would have said, what an ego. Because if I, were, I won 11 world titles. I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records for 11 world titles. Now, to win one world title, that's an accomplishment for anybody. Any yeah, kickboxer, yeah. any boxer. In three weight classes, too. Yeah, three and, weight and classes. Three weight classes and four different associations. In other words, to get 11, you got to do a lot of jumping around. <laughs> you know, uh, for weight divisions, rule, and the rules are different in kickboxing. Kickboxing around the world is not like boxing. Some places we use our elbows, we use our knees, we hold the head. Um, some places or we, we can kick the legs. In Japan, you kick the legs, and, but you can't use the elbows. And in America, they like above the waist only. We don't like men kicking each other below the waist in America. For some reason, it's like dirty fighting. That's dirty fighting. That's how I won every fight I ever you, 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 It's a lot easier kicking I them below the waist. Quick kick to yeah. the nuts. Well, that, 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 that's not going to do you, vagina, that's not gonna do you any good. That's for sure. That's not going to do you any good. So, um, uh, I know it got me. That, out of that's how I won 11 world titles. But that was not my goal. That was people asked me how, if it was a goal. And I said, no, I just wanted to be the best martial artist I could be. Again, I that's totally it. understand. Each that. day I trained to get better. Yeah. And at a certain point, um, you know, I was winning and winning and winning. And, and, and when I signed to, do, to fight under different rules, I would train for a month and a half or two months for that style. Then I'd go right back to training for this style that I basically fought under is called the World Karate, World Kickboxing Association, WKA. And they had a certain set of rules which were perfect for me. Mm. Now the MMA would have been a little bit better for me because I was a wrestler in college. I also wrestled in college. And I took fourth in the state of Florida at 177, my second year as a wrestler. Now I never wrestled in high school. So I was told by the athletic commissioner at the school I went to, I said, well, which sports do you have? And they said, well, we don't have football. We got basketball. The team's already picked. We got wrestling. What's your, do you wrestle? And I said, no, but I want to try out for the team. And he's, the, the athletic director said, son, nobody starts a sport at the collegiate level. It can't be done. And I said, well, I don't have any money for school. I want to go to school. I, I wanted this after I left the Coast Guard. I said, I want to try out for the team. So I, I was an athlete. I was the MVP of my high school football team and the MVP of my high school basketball team. I ran track, I threw the shot put, the discus. I was a natural athlete when I was like 16, 17 years old. So I go out for the wrestling team, and first of all, I don't know the rules. So I ask them, okay, what, is, what are we trying to do to each other? And they, he explained it to me. And I'm wrestling their 190 pounder. He's on full scholarship. The guy has a hard time with me. He's a hard time getting me to do anything because we, we've got two different internal fights going on. He's thinking about, because I got to know him later, he's thinking about having a beer and eating some pizza because he's already had a workout, right? I'm thinking about, I'm not going to get my college education if I can't right. do damage that's to this guy. If I can't yeah. throw him on the floor, roll him over, put him on his back. So that's, that's the incentive going in. So what do you, how hard do you think I was going? That was my, oh, yeah. for me, every second on that mat, I, put, I was putting my life on the, I put everything I had into it. And I think the wrestling coach looked at me and thought, wow. This guy's never wrestled before. They told me this. he's never done high school wrestling, and, he, and he's given this guy a fight? And that guy was like a state champion or something. Yeah. So here's what happens. I go out for the wrestling team. I wrestle 167, 177, and no, I think those were my, my two, two weight divisions. But, but anyway, I took uh, second in the state of Florida my second year nice. in, in wrestling. Wow. And um, I, I, I would have gone to the nationals, but at that time, that's when my brother came to me with the offer to be a fighter. Uh, and I dropped out of college. And um, uh, I was an engineering major. My father wanted me to I was following my father's footsteps. He was an engineer at the Kennedy Space Center. And I wanted to graduate and get a job at the Kennedy Space Center, which my father would have been able to facilitate. But I dropped out of school to become a kickboxer. And my dad really didn't support me in the, in the kickboxing. He really didn't. But you know, you know what, though? Now, any of those scientists could kick the crap out of any of them. Well, I'll tell you what, what people ask me, I still would have been happy working at the Kennedy Space Center, I'm sure. But I would not have had the excitement. It's different when you're coming out in Caesar's Palace to fight some guy who half the audience thinks you're supposed to get beat, 
or, or uh, you know, I can remember coming out and I was in Montreal fighting the Canadian fighter. He's from Montreal. Johnny Terrio was his name. Great fighter. Um, he was a champion of another association, and I was a champion of one. So it was two champions meeting. Called, oh, it was called the Battle of the Champions. <laughs> and I come out, and the entire 10,000 crowd is booing me. All in unison, boo, boo, wow. French Canadians, and so oh, the at the end, of, but at the end of the fight, after twelve rounds, that same audience came out of the stands, picked me up. My feet never touched the ground. They carried me, chanting Wilson, Wilson, with us all the way to the locker room. It was like it was like the end of, of Rocky Three. Well, wait a minute, it was it Rocky Four? That's where you I don't know which Rocky, one. right? You know what? When they were all like Drago, they all wanted Drago, and then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, no, three was Mr. T, was Clubber Lang, because the first two were Apollo Creed. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Was, so then he's all, yeah. Uh, yeah it was four so, then. Rocky! Rocky! I was like, wow. You know, what, what, what's like, well, in Montreal they were. They, they were Danny Wilson. And I was carried That's to the beautiful. locker room by the French Canadians. And That's the next beautiful. day the newspaper said, because they called the fight a draw, by the way. We fought 12 rounds. But I'm fighting the French-Canadian in... Their guy. Right, in his hometown with his referee, the referee that refereed all... The head referee for his association, the guy's name was J.T. Will. Very famous guy. Was the referee. So uh, I can remember, I, I literally verbally had to argue with the referee. He was like, like warning me about all kinds of... Finally, I just have my glove and I'm... It's like I was fighting the fighter... And I was also arguing with the referee about rules and stuff. And then the crowds were booing me for as loud as they could. And, um, but anyway, what happened is the next day, the, the sports editor of the Montreal sports section, I opened up the paper and it said, on this day, I was ashamed to be Canadian. And the, you, that's the title of the article. Then he go into read and he said, because the judges were obviously biased. biased. Yeah. yeah, they called. Look, when you get a draw in the guy's hometown... Yeah, that, that that that's a that's a win. That's hey, a win. It was like when I lost uh, the in performance art school, where I lost a male lead in barefoot in the park to another guy who wasn't as awesome as I am. It was just like what you went through. You went from booze to cheers. <laughs> uh, no, I no, but cheers for booze. I actually went from cheers <laughs> to, to booze to, to booze. B o o z e. Because I did not. Well, get, look, I you know, you know, I, I've got more experience now as an actor than as a fighter. I well, fought for 28 I, years. And that's why I I've been an that. actor, professional actor, for Hold 40, on, get 40 ahead, years. Get ahead of me. We're going to go to split oh, for oh, commercial oh, okay. real quick. We'll be right back with yeah. Todd Wilson before he gives the show away. Yeah. <laughs> go to the bathroom. We'll be right back. in the city. This is Gary Wortham reporting from the flood at Channel 6. But his real name is Darnell. So that changes it, though. If you're on the news, that automatically changes. Like I, if you're no longer the newscaster. Like, and Gary Darnell Wortham killed, killed 16 men. <laughs> he's on, he's going, he got life in prison. I'm uh, Bob Freeman, reporting, <laughs> reporting from Channel 6. Darnell changes the whole, the whole thing. Oh, gosh. That's so prejudiced of me. Don. Uh, <laughs> I would have hated that if that would have hit you. And you would have, like, taken offense by it. You just... <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> no, you know what? If people think fighters are violent. I would never throw a punch unless somebody paid me. Well, nobody, I could be, be gotten cheap, though. Keep your, I, can, I work cheap. Your wallets in your pockets. Yeah. All right? I'm sure there's people around here who'd like you to punch me. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's talk about your movie career, man. Like, when did that all start? You know, and, and how did it go? Well, you know, I, uh, my brother put me in a movie. Uh, he had some contacts in China, and I had six fights in Hong Kong. 
and he put me in a Chinese film. I played a bad guy. And it, it was kind of fun, but I was not doing it as a career move. I was still actively fighting. This was 1982. But um, I met Chuck Norris, and um, Chuck Norris suggested, he's the first person in the business that, was, that suggested I try a uh, second career when I retire from fighting uh, as an actor. And um, when Chuck said it to me, I believed maybe I could do it because he should know, right? He wouldn't like steer me wrong. Uh, you know, what, what Chuck it, Norris. Well, he was yeah. the big actor at the time. There was no Jackie Chan, Jet Li, and those guys yeah. didn't exist around. You know, as Bruce Lee died yeah. and then Chuck Norris kind of took over. Yeah, I watched yeah. Uh, probably every. Well, I'm talking to the, these 70s and 80s. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, oh. The Canon Films, if you remember that company, yeah. Canon yeah. Films. Yeah. They did the American Ninjas mm -hmm. movies. Uh, anyway, like when Chuck suggested it, I thought, well, maybe I can do it. So the first time, I've retired three times, by the way. But the first time I retired was 1984. Uh, I had the biggest fight of my career. And um, the one that was a draw. And I wanted a rematch. The guy wouldn't give me a rematch. So I said, you know what? Now's the time to retire. Uh, Black Belt Magazine voted me as Fighter of the Year, Best Full Contact Fighter of the Year in 1984. So at 85, I moved to L.A. to be an actor. Now... I found out pretty quickly they were not looking for six-foot-tall Asians with southern accents in, in Hollywood. That's crazy. How can they not be? Yeah, there were no scripts written for somebody Six like that. Six-foot-tall Asians with, with southern them. accents. Hey, y'all better God. Yeah, with no acting experience. No acting experience. And um, I'm going to kick you. So what, what ended up happening is within a year, I came out of retirement, started fighting again. And I thought to myself, you know what? I can still fight, support myself, and then try to be an actor. I, I enrolled in acting classes. I got an agent. I started auditioning. And um, in 1988, everything changed when I met Roger Corman. I auditioned for one of his films. It was called Blood Fist. Yes. Um, yes. And I auditioned for Roger. Classic. He cast me on the spot, handed me the script, said, you leave in two weeks to go to Manila. Classic. So I went from, you know, I, I had worked on General Hospital. I did a commercial. I, I did a little bit things. But That's so like I, me. I worked in a General Hospital. Well, <laughs> I worked on General Hospital. <laughs> and um, different, but the same. But, but when you star in a movie, what I found out was, um, and the movie's successful, it was one of the top 100 uh, independent films of all time. Yeah. Grossing. Yeah. One of my brothers. Well, favorite, Tarantino favorite played movie. it at his theater as a classic. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Bloodfist spawned eight sequels. So, you know, you don't get to number eight if number one didn't make a pretty good po pocket money. How, about, how, about, how, about so, how much blood do your fists have to be full of by eight? Like, it is just, it's just covered in, you just covered in blood. Look, it's not even point, done right? now. I, I got you're, an offer. You're like to, Carrie at the end of the movie at that point? I got an offer <laughs> to do the TV series in Beijing. Damn. Yes, a Chinese producer bought the rice. Let's just call it blood. We were getting ready to let's, shoot let's, it. Let's just do it. And Trump started the trade war with China. Damn you, Trump. Yes. Every time. There could be a Don the Dragon Wilson blood fist TV series, except that, that hurt the, the relationship between our countries. And, you know, they're communists, so well, yes. their, their government runs the film business there. There's, there's, there's something yeah. that's very uh, reminiscent of that going on uh, right now. <laughs> but go ahead. No, well, anyway, <laughs> but so there wasn't a, a Bloodfist uh, uh, TV series, but the Bloodfist 8, I did 12 movies for Roger Corman. And, um, uh, is he still alive? Yes. yes he's, Can he's, he put me in a movie? I want to be in Blood You know, he's, he's out of the, he's out of the movie be, business. I want to be in Blood Fist He 12, sold his man. film library. What? You, everybody's got to retire sooner or later, even Roger Corman. Come on. Who has produced 300 movies. Uh, <laughs> All successful. Like, I, I can't. Be, I want to be in Blood Fist 57. Well, this, listen, if we do the TV. Where I just play a fist covered in blood. I, I, I say it right is. now. The word of the dragon. If we do the TV series, there will be an episode where B.D. Freeman. You probably have to die because all my friends that get in my movies, they have getting shot, killed, that stabbed, blown up, thrown I'm off buildings. I'm a black I mean, guy. The black guy always is the first one to get well, killed. Well, not my movies. The rest of the movie trying not to my avenge movies. me. You probably you know haven't saying? seen. I, all I get to say in a movie, hi. <laughs> no, no, no. Avenge me. Get him, dragon. You. You. You get him. 
Now I can see. He said he did theater. Now I can see. That looked like something out of Hamlet. That was an audition, right? That was big. Man, that wasn't even He's acting. Big. That's what black people call acting. Yeah. That wasn't acting. That Man, was acting. Yeah. That's, that's the worst form of acting. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> if, I, if, if we do the TV series, you're going to have to do one of the episodes because we are shooting in Beijing. We so, should. We could, be, we could be. We could be. We could be a team comedy action. And you could be, be blood. Oh, that's good. Fest. That's good. Or I could be blood, and you could be fist. I, I did one comedy. Like, like, hey, what's movie. happening? Blood, and I'd be like, "What's going on, fist?" See, done. <laughs> done. Done. What's going on, blood? See, that's right there. Now, see, now I'm holding you to that. It's been recorded, and I'm taking yeah, that as yeah, a verbal yeah. contract. Well, that, 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 that's <laughs> Hollywood. It is a verbal contract, believe it or not. Yeah. Now, ask Kim Basinger. Everybody look. Kim Basinger blood said, "Blood and fist." She never signed a contract. She just said, "Oh, I'll do your movie." She never read the script. When she read the script, she wouldn't do the movie. Huh. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, the, I can't, I can't, I, you know, I can't get mad at her because she's so hot. Yeah, but but in the movie, <laughs> her character has her legs cut off. She didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's a weird movie. I would still. I never saw like, it, but even with no legs, Kim. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Let me get some of that no leg. Cause you know, I'm like, I'm gonna get me some leg. I'll be like, I ain't get me no leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Doc. Go ahead. No. Well, anyway, that, that's more interesting than the real story. But, but no, the, 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 she lost three million dollar lawsuit. So when you say something in Hollywood, uh, you got to come through. Yeah. Yeah. But I just want to burn it recorded, like you know. What verbal like it, verbal agreement? Because we do it so much. I've done many movies where there was never a contract. I just said, yeah. How much are you going to pay me? Yeah, I'll do that. How many days? No problem. And we just do the movie and just. Go on to the you next know, movie. I'm, I'm always trying to be. There's not even a contract. I'm always trying to be more professional about that. But like even yesterday, well, they do yesterday, yesterday, sad. yesterday a know. dude came out and asked uh, Gary and I if we would do a commercial for them, and, and, and then we just did it. And I'm just sitting there, and as we're doing it, I'm sitting there thinking, I really shouldn't be doing this without getting paid. <laughs> I really shouldn't be doing this without getting paid. But I still did it. I need to be way well, there, more. There are reasons to do things. I, I will say this because. I have a lot of friends in the business. As you know, mm -hmm. when you work with somebody, you, you have friendships. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not about money from them. I can get the money from the strangers who call me up and want me to appear in a movie or work I on something. I get from strangers who call things, me up, too, yeah. but they want but me to do my friends, really, really nasty I, things. And listen, friends repay favors as well, though. They've done, many people have done yeah. things for me. And uh, now my brother's a producer, and uh, he was a promoter, and I was a producer. And um, I'm speaking mainly uh, about James Liu. You know, uh, th th he went way below his rate just because he wanted to work with my brother, wanted to help my brother out with his movie. And um, I want to help your brother yeah. out in the movie. Well, let's too. talk about his movie, The Martial Art Kid. Just it's a great film. That blood and Fist. It's a, it's a, well, that's Roger Corman's movie. It's a, it's a, no, no, it's a different one. It's not Blood oh. Fist. It's oh. Blood and Fist. You know that? We, we do oh, it like that. Oh, yeah. A, it's, it's then we don't have to worry about co copyright. Partner thing, you know. Blood and fist. I'm blood, he's fist. Yeah. I'm telling you, we could do some business. Ah, Let's I, talk after the show. Yeah. We'll have Gary in it. We'll, we'll, Gary will be the sacrificial black guy. He'll be the one that gets killed in the first scene. Ah! Well, Get him. Oh. Hey. Uh, Michael, Michael J. Finish. White, I got him his SAG card. That's what he he wanted to get. His, he never had worked in a SAG movie. So the director said, it was, he was a friend of the director. The director said, Don, can, can we use this guy? I said, oh, yeah, Michael. Because I had met him before, and I knew he was a great guy. And he did a wonderful thing. The movie's called Lion Strike. Uh, and he opens the, the, the movie up and, and, of course, gets killed. <laughs> he gets shot. He gets shot. But he got a sad card on on that Michael J. White, and that we're still friends. We still see each other. Right on. Yeah. Man, I love that dude. Yeah. Uh, the film that he did. hey he became very Black, successful. Black Dynamite was the funniest yeah. thing I've seen. In, I had seen in years. But it, you know the Tyson performance. What a great performance! You know he had to change his whole body and everything. I've watched. And that. he did. It's the HBO. Uh, yeah, no, it's on uh, yeah, there. Yeah. So you know I'm not a sports yeah. guy. Like I just ah. like I know like ah. most guys are like sports guys and tool guys and stuff like. Like everything, everything. Tyson that, transcends like, sports, though. No, no, I'm just saying that like everything yes. that guys do, mm. I'm like not into at all. It's like I'm far more into like musicals mm. and, and theater and sewing, and uh, I just I I have a vagina. 
Let's just put it just end it like that. It's there, there's just well, no, you know what? I was gonna make I some mean, kind of <laughs> some kind of off color game I mean, I reference, no, but I you know what? You don't even slightly. I, I just want to get. Yeah, I don't have like any. I don't. Even I have know. nothing. I, even, I, have, I have no ideas of like the rules. Of even the yeah, rules yeah, yeah. of football or basketball. Oh, the rules! I thought that. you were talking about the rules, like like with the trans transsexuals and all no, that. No, I get all You can't that. refer to them. No, I get all Certain that. way. There's certain pronouns. Well, you yeah, gotta use. Yeah, we, we, we already did that last yeah. week. Oh, so you yeah, know all about that. Well, we yeah. already did that. Yeah, the, in this town. Trying to get me to do old jokes, gonna be yeah. them over again. Yeah. No, yeah, oh. no. I mean, it's like, oh. yeah, I, I totally get that. Yeah. I mean, I, because, like, you know, like I said last week, I understand like somebody wanting to be called something else because black people want to be called something else every other week. I don't oh. even know what black people call black people anymore. So I just say black. people. Because I have no idea. Well, African, African American, that'd be like looking at me and saying Japanese American. But I'm just an American. I'm just, I, I don't want, I just tell people I'm not ashamed of my Japanese background. But, yes. but I'm saying, you're not saying you're ashamed. You're, yeah. Your race maybe began in Africa. Well, there's no, but there's you, no such thing as race. Have you ever been to Africa? Yeah, I, I was just in Africa. I've been to South Africa. About uh, about six hours ago, I was over there, man. Oh. I was in Africa in the 121st. Oh, oh, oh. It was good, man. It was cool over there. Not like the old days. A lot of white folks moved in, but, you know, <laughs> a little gentrification happening. Uh, but let's, let's stick on the topic Okay, here, what, what is the topic? Look at you straying like uh -huh. this, trying to throw me out. I'm trying to learn how to do this job. I'm trying to get... Balance. Don't let your I'm guests get, get out, out get on the road. Job. They're going to go off on job. tangents. <laughs> I'm trying to get Fallon's job at this mm. point. Oh. So I'm trying to do. And then we'll, we'll, I'll have that, and we'll still have blood and fat. you got to do that lip sync thing that he does then. You, you get no, Fallon's I'm going to make it my own stuff, Oh, man. little skit That's things that you do. Right. I, I see never it. know when I'm going to use it. I didn't know you played it. Yeah, but just keep it right there. You don't even know I acted. We've been knowing each other for like a decade, and you're like, you act? I was just like, well, think about how many people started with comedy and became the most respected actors in town. Robin Williams got yeah, an Academy you, Award. Still in Academy. Um, that's because that's because uh, it goes, it only Tom flows, Hanks, it only flows great one actor. Way. It flows one way. Uh, Comedians, yeah, we can act. We act our asses off, but uh, but actors can't do comedy. Only goes one way. Comedians, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, not, yeah, you put me yeah. in a, I mean, but I'm a trained actor. Yeah. But even if you, you know, you put, if, if people didn't know that, and you put me in a drama or something yeah. that's very, very uh, emotional, I'll kill it, you know? But, and then do a stand-up set like 20 minutes after that, you know, and kill it over there too. But it doesn't work the other way. Somebody who's an actor. No, I haven't heard about that. I haven't heard it. stage and do stand-up. No. Work. It does not work. I've seen a lot of actors try. <laughs> I've seen a lot of I haven't even, I, I've seen a lot I haven't of even seen die. one try. I've seen a lot of actors Because I would die, never And I've seen a lot of actors stand up. die up on the no stand way. up stage. That's why there's a brick wall behind you in the comedy club, because that's what they stand you up against when they're about to shoot you. Mm. You're about to get executed. They put you up against a wall. You know, <laughs> you gotta be able to fight. I got my fist bloody. I'm keeping that going, the blood and Well, you know what? Thing. Nowadays, that's, that, that's not a joke nowadays. What? People getting physical about somebody making a joke. Yeah, no, man. I mean, it's, it's actually, like, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, for me, it's all in the person. Like, I always think uh, if you're an idiot, you you know, and you're at the show and you want to run up on stage and rush a comic, you're probably going to get knocked out either by the comic or by the audience or everybody. Everybody didn't pay $25 well, to watch just, you run we, up on we stage. Just, this is, it's uncivilized. Okay, That's assault. Okay, so Nobody should hit anybody. $25 a piece for tickets, that's 50 bucks right there. Another $100 for drinks, maybe 150 for dinner, taking somebody else. You spent like 500 some odd dollars to watch somebody else run up on a stage because they're mad because uh, you said- They didn't they, like the joke, they didn't, they, like, they the didn't like the joke. Well, you know what, you know? there's a lot of bad jokes. You can't yeah. get punched in the face, man. I know, they're mostly in my books. <laughs> Tons of bad jokes. Well, I'm trying to do better. Jokes that other people would find offensive. I mean, I mean I'm saying yeah, well, there's I'm a lot of it. But, but. I'm a firm believer. You know, I am. I've never been and never will be a part of the pang theory. The people are no good theory. I believe no, that yeah. most people they are make great. mistakes. People make I mistakes. Think, I think most people are great. You know, yeah. and uh, just because somebody stupid does one thing, you know, you can't say, oh, it's happening everywhere. Oh man, it was and it was happening before that. Shit, I've been rushed before on stage doing stand-up, and almost every comedian has. 
had people throw shit at me, man. I people throw those big glass beer steins. Like I've had that, I had to duck those before, man. I mean, pff, comedy on the road, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just that people are just hearing about it now mm-hmm. and they're shocked. You know, it's like, oh, it's like how white people are shocked that there's prejudice in the world when they say, oh my gosh, I can't believe how many people are part of these Oath Keepers and Proud Boys. They're everywhere. They've infiltrated the country. Black people have never felt like that. Have you ever felt like that? Like, wow, there are so many racists out there. Now? <laughs> it's like, where do you think that shit came from? It is been here. That's the freaking Maria and the Santa Maria. It's just a damn landing. Oh, Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. You know, that shit is still still true. Something has changed, though, and it may just be this, that they feel they have now permission to show themselves. Again, again, let me just say, black people have never had... Any illusions about that? Or no, but I'm just saying. Like we, like we, no, we, I'm not talking about black people. I'm no, talking I'm not, about them, the Oath Keepers. No, I'm because they showed up at the Capitol. I'm saying that on like, film, showing what they, they feel. Are the, yeah, man. But whether they—that's that, not normal. That's, that, that, that is normal. What's everybody's problem what? now? Has been our problem all along. Is what Bucky's trying to tell you. Yeah, it's always been there. Yeah, so yeah. We've always seen it. It's just that you know, white people didn't see it until they had a name when they became a group. Oh my God, they're racist! Look at that name. They have a name now. You know, until then they were just white Americans until they gave themselves a name. Oh my gosh, now they're, they're racist. Right, you've both been like, yeah, we've been talking about this yeah, for a long I, time now. <laughs> yeah, you you're more aware. Yeah, but, oh, no, you're more aware now. <laughs> now, oh, oh. I, okay. but I mean, so wait a minute. You're more aware before I became. <laughs> Aware. But let me just say, man, we got to wrap it up because the show is actually mm. uh, coming to an end. We've had so much fun. We've been. Mm. We, I'm actually uh, going too fast. We can't say. Producers like we can't solve the, all the problems of the world in one show. I can. I can do that. I can do that. I just need a sh- one show. All problems solved. Solved. It doesn't matter. The thing is, is that everybody. I can't say everybody's going to do what I say. Yeah. But I can. But I can tell you mm. what to do to solve it. But that's it. Uh, but we were. But look, man. We've been friends a long time, and I just want to thank you for coming and doing the show, man. Oh, thanks for inviting thanks me. For I'm, I'm happy to be here. Will you come back again? Yeah, of course. Because we've got a lot more to be able to talk yeah. about. Don the Dragon Wilson! Yes. Yeah! Actually, next, next when, I have, when I have a fight coming up, yeah, we'll promo it. it. But wait, wait, really, really quick, what are your handles for people to be able to reach you? Like, I uh, just go to Facebook, because I, you know, I have Twitter and all that, but I don't maintain it. My brother's assistant put me on those things, and I don't, I've never even been on Twitter. Uh, but just go to Facebook and Don Wilson. And, and there may be some fan sites and things, but, but I'm holding a microphone. Okay. And, and that, that's the one that I personally read and I answer. I, I can't answer everything. There's thousands and thousands of people on it. Oh, yeah. And I, I can't talk to everybody. Thousands yeah. of people contacting yeah. me every day. I, I can't. Every right, please stop. <laughs> no, no, they, they write for, is, is, is minuscule as this. Somebody will say, well, how do you throw your sidekick? How do you get it into the body? You know, where, where do you, how much do you lean back? They want specific things. The, the, yes, and, and I'm not, I can't read I to can, them. No, I get the same thing. Yeah. People write yeah. me asking, why aren't you a sidekick? Saying to me, <laughs> it's just, why are you a lead guy? Yeah. You a, and I take offense and kick. I will kick. Uh, but, uh, man, it's been so cool yep. having you here, man. And, uh, um, do you have a, I think you got some move, you got some projects coming up real quick, right? Can we get uh, that in real quick? Well, I, I've got some things that I just that worked on. I, 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 it's yeah. called uh, Taken from Rio Bravo, I believe it is. Taken. It was, I played American Indian. Uh, oh. Excuse me, wrong term again, not politically correct. Native American. I played a Native American. And a lot of people thought, well, maybe there's going to be some backlash. And I said, no, Lou Diamond Phillips played Geronimo, I think, or something. Jason Scott Lee played American Indian. I am an ethnic. So they're not gonna. They didn't turn on me. I, I had the war paint on, mm-hmm. and um, uh, yeah, I, I played okay, American I'm Indian. I'm gonna play Jagger Hooper. Taken from real, bro. Everybody already says that he was surpassing. <laughs> <laughs> Passing means that you're white, even though yeah. you're actually black. <laughs> Jagger Hoover. Y'all look that shit up. But man, so, so, that, so, so, yeah, so you guys yeah, take it from Rio Bravo. So, so this is my first western. First western. I definitely want to see that, man. I'm yep. sure that, every, that everybody who loves you is going to want to see that. Well, and that is. I'm not the star of it. Believe me, I'm not the star of it. I just, I'm just his character in it. You know what they're really going to want to see? 
It's blood and fist. Blood and That's fist. That's the one I gotta say. Blood and fist, everybody. Don you sure Roger Corman won't come after us? No, no blood it's not blood. It's blood and fist. It's okay. a buddy comedy, right. cool kind of ghetto thing. I like you know? it. It would, I you know, like it. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. That's so, a maker. Yeah, uh, what do you want? Get us out of here. Get us out of here. Thank you, everybody. We're out of here. Remember that uh, you can't be in interracial dating unless you're screwing a chicken or a horse. <laughs> uh, good night. <laughs>